Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. Welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, January 12th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, inside Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's strategy on voting rights. Number two, we've got the behind-the-scenes look at Senator John Thune's decision to run for re-election. And number three, the latest campaign cash haul from House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. All right, Jake, let's get into it. This last couple of weeks have all been working towards this moment for Senate Democrats. Chuck Schumer has a strategy of trying to figure out how to move forward on voting rights. And we've got some news in this morning's newsletter. Yes. Um, a few things to, to keep in mind here. Even after this massive speech by Joe Biden yesterday, nothing has changed on the voting rights front. Um, uh, Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin are still opposed to changing the rules. Manchin said that like 30 times yesterday. Uh, Brez said to me, are we just going to keep quoting Manchin every time he says the same thing. And I said, yeah, I mean, we we have to quote the guy. I mean, it's just, but he keeps saying the same thing over and over again. He's not for changing the rules, period. So this is kind of a, you know, this is kind of a, it's a, it's a strategy of sorts, I guess you could say. What they're going to do is, this is under consideration, the House is supposed to take up an amendment this week dealing with NASA's leasing underutilized property to private entities. Uh, this is so much to, to do with voting rights. Not huh? to do with voting <laughs> rights, unless we have voting rights in space, which would be really <laughs> cool because you never know. Maybe people up there want to vote. Um, anyway, under this new plan, uh, which is again just under consideration, um, they the Democrats would use that NASA bill as a shell in the House. They'd strip out the existing language and insert the Freedom to Vote Act. Then they'd pass it and send it to the Senate. What does this do? Not much practically. What this does is it'll help. It will help the Senate avoid a uh, a first filibuster on the motion to proceed. So Schumer would not have to file cloture on the um, on the motion to proceed. So that's just pro. I mean, they, Republicans will still filibuster this, and um, they'll just filibuster it on. The bill, not on the motion to proceed. Um, this is, ironically, this is the one change that that uh, making this permanent would be the one change that Mansion is has, or one of the changes Mansion has agreed to, which is to get rid of filibustering the motion to proceed. Which is again not that big of a change. It just means that they could filibuster the bill at a different point instead of at the on the motion to proceed. So, you know, I, you know, Anna. We, I just one other point, and you know, Cinema met with a group of Senate Democrats on um, Tuesday night in the Capitol. It doesn't seem that the, her opinion has changed. <laughs> her opinion that she's held for many months has changed. But like, if you're a Democrat uh, right now, you got a lot of bad dynamics in an all Democratic Washington that we kind of lay out here in the latter part of of our of the first item this morning. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Basically, there's, you know, Democrats are trying to find a way forward on voting rights, even with this kind of potential legislative maneuver. uh, They're nowhere on it. 
this meeting between, uh, you know, Senator Cinema and several Senate Democrats from the Rules Committee. Nothing has changed coming out of that. There's expected to be more meetings uh, today. But to your point, like the broader zoom out issue for Democrats is it's not just like, hey, they, they took a swing at voting rights and it didn't happen, right? This is just part of a larger trend line where you look at on all Democratic Washington and the fact that they're staring the midterms in the face when in all likelihood, the expectation that they lose the House, potentially lose the Senate, you know, things on the Democratic agenda aren't going very well, right? Build Back Better is going nowhere. You have a COVID surge with Omicron. Democrats, you know, aren't doing anything on gun control. The access to abortion is likely, you know, restricted in Texas, could be struck down by the Supreme Court. They failed to raise the minimum wage. They've done very little on climate change. I mean, you can kind of tick off the many, many things that are priorities for Democrats that so far are they're seemingly nowhere on. Yeah, um, they're nowhere on almost every issue, which is not how they they saw all Democratic government working. Um, and it's there's a lot of reasons for this, but it, not not great for for Democrats. All right, let's go on to the number two story of the morning: a behind-the-scenes look at how Senate Minority Whip John Thune got to yes. This is a super interesting um, news item that we have, looking at how close actually he got to saying no instead of saying yes, Jake. Yeah, Thune was uh, was vacillating even during the Christmas break, which is which is pretty amazing. I mean, he had two statements written uh, about uh, whether he would run, not run. So he was very, very, very much um, in a in a wait and see mode, even even during even during Christmas. Uh, and I think part of the not I think our reporting shows that part of the hesitation was obviously his wife Kimberly, who um, you know he's been in he's been in office for twenty five years, and um, he actually lives in South Dakota. And as someone from the Dakotas, Anna, you know it ain't <laughs> easy getting back and forth every week from South Dakota to to Washington. I mean he he I I know like you could either. I know you could fly to Omaha and drive, which is something that is is not terribly fun. Or you could connect through Minneapolis, but this ain't easy to get back and forth every single week. Although it's certainly cold there right now, I will say. Yeah, that. actually, someone in his orbit told me I was talking to somebody the other day who said, "If you go there in the winter, make sure you have no exposed body parts." That's the truth. I think it was negative thirty with the windshield in North Dakota, where I'm from, uh, talking to my parents this week. So it uh, it is definitely not for the faint of heart. The, the reason why we care about this, right? Beyond just you know, it's interesting. Obviously, we're in a fifty fifty plus one Senate, so whoever runs is you know, always going to, we're going to be watching this very closely. But of course, as we've dubbed them, the three Johns are the, you know, the Johns of the Senate that we are watching because it's all about who could potentially succeed Mitch McConnell as the next Republican leader. Right now, Thune is the number two Senate Republican. And, you know, besides John Barrasso and um, John Cornyn of Texas, he's he's right in the mix there to potentially be the next leader. So something we're watching extremely closely. Uh, let's move on to the last story of the morning. For us, the number three story, Kevin McCarthy's Hall. He raised a whopping $11.75 million from 47,000 donors in the fourth quarter of 2021. 
Wowzer. Yeah, it's a lot of dough. I mean, McCarthy raising a bunch of money is is pretty much um, standard operating procedure. Um, but it's interesting. This is he says he set this record for off year for a Republican leader. Um, and, you know, and, and uh, this is a big tit for tat. I mean, McCarthy's this is McCarthy's big calling card, right? He could raise a lot of money for for House Republicans. I'll say one more thing uh, before we wrap up, Anna. Today, Harry Reid is going to be laying in state in the Capitol Rotunda, just a couple feet from where we sit in the Capitol. Um, and interesting interesting anecdote that I pointed out to you guys this morning. Rahm Emanuel, when he, uh, the now confirmed ambassador to Tokyo, Japan, or to Japan, based in Tokyo, was looking to connect to Nevada. Nevada Can't say Nevada. Nevada's two Democratic senators, both protégés of Reed. That would be um, uh, Catherine Cortez Masto and um, Jackie Rosen. And, the, and this is from Carl Hulse in the New York Times. Emmanuel did not have to wait long. Less than 10 minutes after sending his inquiry, he received this answer via text. Both are for Emmanuel going to Japan, H. Reed. So anyway, uh, we both covered Up until Reed. the end, he had his finger on the pulse of all things, certainly Nevada politics. Right? Yeah, listen, uh, an interesting guy to cover um, and uh, uh, getting his last visit to the Capitol today. All right. And with that, thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.